Hey friend, Heather Creekmore here. You're listening to the Compared to Who Show. What if God asked you to surrender everything? Control your health, your body. Some of you have walked that journey before. Some of you get a little queasy in your stomach even thinking about something like that. Today, I continue my interview with my friend Jeanette Enrique. I hope you listened to part one on Friday. Jeanette struggled with trauma. She was placed in the state as a ward at age nine, had eating disorders, was in and out of treatment facilities more than 50 times. Friends, she's had a real struggle. She's had a struggle with her health. She's going to talk more about that part of her struggle today. But she also has a real story of God's grace. No matter what you are struggling with today, Friends, I think this story is going to encourage you, right? We don't share it for the purposes of comparison or comparing or, oh, I had it better than her or I had it worse than her. No, none of that. But she shares her story with me today so that God will get the glory. And even as she faces some pretty severe health challenges, Jeanette is glorifying God by continuing to share of his faithfulness in her life. And I think, if nothing else, that should encourage us all. If she can do it with her challenges, we can do it too. So I hope you'll listen. I I think you're going to really get a lot out of the second part of this interview. Tell a friend about it. Listen to both parts together and talk about it. Woo! She's got quite a story. Let's get right to the second part. Here we go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. Well, I'm not as thin as that person or I'm not as heavy as that person or, you know, so many things that we compare Mm -hmm. and think that because I'm not like them. I'm I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'll get help when I start exhibiting these things. Right. Uh, And that's really just um, a lot of denial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you familiar with, um, I'm probably going to say her name wrong, Dr. Jennifer um, Guadiani. Do you know who she is? So her, her book is called, you just made me think of it when you were saying that her book is called Sick Enough. And it talks about just you know exactly what you're saying like all the women and I was one of them who've convinced themselves that I don't really have an eating disorder because I don't look like you know the po- picture on the poster for anorexia but I know my story is I'm not eating enough calories I'm exercising to a deficit you know all of all of those things that go with it and uh, yeah so it's a good book about the the symptoms, the medical symptoms that people have, and they don't even know they're connected. I talked to someone the other day, Jeanette, who's like, I have esophagus issues. And I was like, well, yeah, you said you had anorexia. And she's like, well, no, I don't have cancer. 
I'm like, I know, I know you have esophagus issues because of anorexia. Like I understand the completely what you're saying. I'm tracking with you. She's like, well, the doctor thought maybe I had cancer. I'm like, the doctor didn't tell you that you have esophagus issues related to your eating disorder. She's like, no. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> that's what, I'm not a doctor, but that's, that, I know about that. So anyway, I, I, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that to light. So we're back to your uh, 28. Yeah. So you're in, you're in recovery. Yeah. What happened then? So at that point, and I was kind of, I don't want to say I was forced into recovery, um, but at 28, I started experiencing a lot of health issues that weren't um, necessarily related to my eating disorder. Now I, I can go back and forth and question, well, did I make it worse because of um, the years and years of the having the disorder? Who knows? And right. I've, I've quit playing that game and trying to figure out um, and blame and understand and just right. know that uh, for me, I developed um, something where my body just doesn't absorb potassium. Hmm. And so, and you need potassium to make all your muscles contract. And um, so it involves just a lot of um, days in the hospitals to try and get my potassium levels up. I actually went to a eating disorder treatment center her whole summer and sat one-on-one -on -one with the nurse um, just to prove that I wasn't engaging in behaviors mm -hmm. um, so they could try and track down what was going on. Mm -hmm. And um, but through that, um, I had to learn how to do life outside of a treatment center. Mm -hmm. And for me, there was a lot of comfort in going to treatment centers because you see it in this line and they tell you what to eat and you mm -hmm. stand in that line and they give you your medicine mm -hmm. and you don't have to think or anything. You just exist and yeah. in a treatment center and it's not really hard, um, but real life and real recovery for me came outside of treatment when I, where the rubber really met the road. And so that's when I got into true recovery was when I couldn't just keep running back to treatment centers and escaping life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, through that, I learned how to sit with my feelings and feel mm -hmm. my feelings. And, um, and then just had a heart to just really sit one-on-one. -on -one. Um, there were a couple people that I had inter been introduced to um, through um, first going to meetings. Because in recovery, they, they often tell you to go to different meetings. And so um, being ultra-compliant, um, I went to lots and lots of meetings <laughs> and um, so I've met different people and um, just started sharing my story and sharing what God has done in my life and through that God just really opened some um, huge doors and so um, when I was 28 I um, started a um, um, eating disorder recovery program online um, and it wasn't faith-based um, and it just exploded it was huge mm -hmm. um, just thousands of people had joined it um, and uh, through that I got the opportunity to do a lot of traveling and tell my story and do workshops and um, that was never really what I saw going where I saw my life going Hmm. Uh, I'm not really this outgoing person. Um, and so usually I'd have to come back and um, 
escape for a little bit and just calm down and get back into my introverted self. Go hide. <laughs> yep. Go hide. <laughs> um, but I, I loved it, but I felt like um, through the course of doing that, and I did that from 2008 to uh, May of 2013, um, I, I felt like we were always talking about the problem, mm-hmm. and never really the solution. Yeah, um, I could tell you all the different things that I can that I did to help get me recovery, um, journaling, gratitude, all these different things that I learned in recovery. Um, but the real healing that I received really came from um, my relationship, with my faith um, with Christ, and so. Um, being in a program that wasn't faith-based um, really limited things. And uh, so I just really felt like it was just time to step away from that mm. and just get back to, you know, something outside of that. And really I thought at that point that um, my heart was going to be more towards uh, walking with people that grew up in children's homes, mm. more about identity and other things. And yeah. In fact, I just, I prayed that God would take away the desire to walk with people in eating disorders. Mm. Um, and he didn't do that. Um, mm. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, it actually grew. Um, mm. The desire to work with people and to see people be set free um, actually grew in intensity the more I prayed that it would go away. Mm. Um, and so then I was like, okay, well, then what, God? Um, what am I supposed to do? Because I, um, I had no great plans of um, writing books um, and going through that whole process. I had heard many people talk about all the, um, lack of a better word, trauma. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a perfect word. <laughs> of, of writing books and that process of just uh, uh, the rejection and the, enough of that. I mean, just that's a whole different conversation we could have. Um, <laughs> but so I had no great plans of doing those things. And I just thought, you know, maybe God will use me here and there. Mm. And then in um, October of 2013, um, there's just a weird connection through this other program that I had run. Um, God connected me with somebody who was running a faith-based recovery program. And we got on the phone. Um, I remember it was October 24th of 2013. And um, she laid out her vision and what she thought um, she wanted to do. And I was like, yeah, we could totally do that. Like, I've, I've done that. Um, and so then within a couple of weeks, we launched a holiday program to mm. help people get through the holidays. Yeah. And um just saw such a great need and desire and it was all faith-based um, and from there just launch a, a recovery program online mm-hmm. people who are struggling struggling um we had had conferences and um i was able to speak at and just be a part of and um, get to meet lots of great people that's how i met you and i'm mm-hmm. so grateful for that opportunity um and so it was very, very, very rewarding to be able to bring my faith into it um, because that's where, I, like I said, I feel like the true hope and true freedom um, comes from. Um, and so 
Um, I did that up until um, 2020, um, up until um, January 2020, I uh, quit. Um, we, they were transitioning the program and going different ways. And I just, I've had a season in my life with a lot of health challenges mm-hmm. that I just felt like it was hard. And I just um, felt like I was really just closing that door. And as I was praying actually for today, and I'm out today and after, you know, we had talked just about doing this. Um, I just, I really thought that my time and my experience of sharing my story was, was kind of over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but as I prepare for this, I just, that passion and, um, and everything was just, just engulfed me. Um, just the excitement of being able to to share what God has done in my life. Um, I will tell you, I have the furthest thing from um, a perfect life. Even now, being in recovery, recovery doesn't mean that your problems disappear. Um, what recovery for me meant was really more than anything having a stronger walk in faith. Mm-hmm. And that being the centermost thing in my life. Yeah. And then from there, being able to come to um, understanding who I am in Christ mm. and my identity, um, how he sees me, how he defines me. Yeah. Instead of what the world says I yeah. am and who the world says I am. Yeah. And even doctors say I am. Mm. Um, in my prize time just this morning and um I was just overcome with gratitude um because in 2020 in October 2020 I went on hospice um with all my health issues and as we're recording this it's now 2022 Mm. I never thought that I would live this long I never thought that I'd be sitting here doing this and um it's really true that we don't know the number of our days, mm-hmm. but only God does. And doctors have all these things that they go by, mm-hmm. but really God is the one who, who knows. And so um, it's not important. And I think it's very important that we do seek wise counsel and have doctors and therapists sure. and treatment teams, um, but then we also seek out Christ. Yeah. And, his will and his plan for our life yeah um, and have that as a very important component to our recovery journey yeah yeah and i'm just thinking for anyone who just kind of missed it i mean you are on hospice and you're still telling your story god's not done using you <laughs> despite despite that label or what whatever you you would categorize that as Right. And that's a beautiful thing. Like he's not done. And I just, even two weeks ago, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, I was just saying to a friend, I said, I wish you could have known the old me. Because mm. um, I was such a different person. Um, part of being in this experience, I, I'm blind in one eye um, and I'm about 20% vision in my other eye. And so I can't drive anymore. And, um, 
I have a pituitary tumor and that affects so many things, anxiety. And um, he said, I just, I wish you would have just known me then mm. because I think you would have liked me so much more. Mm. Like, I love you now. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm just not who I was. And she's like, you're perfect now. Mm. And, um, and so I think it's just so important to have that community that can speak the truth back yeah. to you. Absolutely. Um, and to remember that no matter how life changes um, you and what your circumstances change, the core of who you are is still, still the same. Your foundation, yeah. your roots are still there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, I wrote down when you said it earlier, how God whispered to you, not everything's about you all those years ago. And, and how hearing the story of your life, like what a beautiful picture of you going from, you know, lots of trauma and lots, you know, lots of heavy, heavy life stuff, but you didn't stay there. You, you, you started walking with women and I'm okay to say finding balance. That's the, the ministry, the organization you're with for a long time. I, I love finding balance. Happy to give them a shout out. So, and they have great programs. If you're listening to this and you are feeling pricked, like, uh Oh, maybe this is an eating disorder. Maybe I do need help. Check out finding balance. They've got great resources. They're a link to them is on my website. Um, but, but what a beautiful story, Jeanette of not staying stuck in the self-focus that all of those things could have, could have kept you stuck in. And instead here, even today, you're still sharing your story for the benefit of others and, and the glory of God. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, It's so easy to get stuck in labels. So mm -hmm. as you were saying that, I just thought of the word labels and mm -hmm. um, whether it was foster kid or mm -hmm. anorexic or bulimic or, whatever label um, we attach to ourselves, even, you know, medical, medical things like mm -hmm. diabetes or um, heart disease or whatever, right. um, none of those things define us. Even terminal illness, mm -hmm. that is not defining me. Yeah. God is defining me. Yeah. And so I think it's so important to um, just cast off those labels um, because those things can really tie you down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's not how God sees us. Yeah. And I wonder to what extent, as you shared your experience of working with eating disorder treatment that wasn't Christ-centered, that wasn't scripturally based versus working with finding balance. Like, I wonder to what extent that even plays a role in that, right? Like the eating disorder treatment is, it feels like there's more labels involved. And, and I think you're right. Like Jesus is the only one who can set us free. <laughs> from, from those labels. He's the only, I think of that Matthew West uh, video. Hello. My name is what's well, the song, but I yes, just watched yes, the video yes. for the song recently. Hello. My name is, has all these name tags uh -huh. and, you know, instead of addict is like, it's crossed out and it's like, you know, child of God, that kind of thing. It's a really, it's a great video. If you don't know the song or haven't seen the video, but, um, but yeah, that the, the world wants to put those, those hello, my name is stickers on us and, and God wants us to identify ourselves in a different way. So, yeah, it's good. Well, what, what else, Jeanette, what else sticks out to you as you think about, think about your story and those listening today who may relate to some of it, what, what would you want to say to encourage them? 
just the 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 body image because I can tell you that um, first of all, it, it, for me and so many people that I know and I've worked with, um, the body image piece is one of the last things to go mm. and to to get better. Yeah. And so um, don't don't lose hope in that. You mm. can still be free and struggle with being okay in your skin. Yeah. You can still be free from behaviors and not like what you see um, in the mirror. Yeah. Um, the important thing is that you recognize that um, their lies from the enemy. Um, that's not really how God sees you. Um, one, one of the key verses I used um, during my recovery um, was, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at your heart. Mm-hmm. And just trying to examine, like, what's in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, because even what I see isn't what God sees. Yeah. And so what does God really see? Yeah. Um, and through this, um, it, it was so such an interesting journey because, um, so I was diagnosed in 2012 um, with the brain tumor. And my weight was just weight was dropping drastically. Hmm. Um, and this just really kind of tells you how sick our world is. Um, I actually got a lot of praise for that. Yeah. Um, at a time where I was so sick and I was struggling and uh, our world praised that. And, yeah. Um, ascribed a lot of value to that. Mm. And got down to a really, um, low weight um, and then size and clothes and even a size that some people at one point at some you know the people would say this is my goal size if I could mm-hmm. just get down to that size and the interesting thing about that is that even at that size because of um, being in other sizes in my life I had extra skin and so even at that size I was actually obese mm-hmm. um, and so, I mean, all these numbers and things that we can define ourselves by and think that we're okay by, um, it's really just not true. Yeah. Um, and then um, just coming back to a place that, you know, that you can serve and be seen regardless of what size body you're in. Mm-hmm. And not having to hide until you look a certain way. Mm. Um, God can use you, whether you're in a bigger body, a normal body, or a smaller body. Mm. Um, there's no certain body size that you need to look and be for God to use you. Amen. And so um, don't wait for um, till you get there. Yeah. To, for your life to begin, yeah, because that may never happen, right? And think of how much not only you would miss out on life, then those around you would miss out, right? Um, I remember not wanting to take pictures at different points in my life. Um, and then God just really revealing, like you're robbing those other people of memories mm-hmm. because you wouldn't take a picture, yeah, and. 
I've never thought about it. I just thought, you know, about me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I absolutely. Like, well, I don't want. I don't want to look at that picture. Right. And then, and so as I've walked with other people, um, you know, that's one of the biggest encouragements I've, I've told people is take those pictures. Yeah. You know, even if you don't look at it, do it for them. Right. This is going to be something for them. You know, your kids when they look back, they're going to want to see pictures of you with them. Yeah. I, I've heard from so many women how, you know, they're not any, any pictures with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they use the excuse that it was just always convenient for them to be the one taking the pictures. Um, <laughs> now we know that selfies are possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> I made up the truth on that one. <laughs> like, oh, I just happen to be holding the camera because I don't like my hair today. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so... I just encourage people that no matter what size you're at to get out there and engage in life. Yeah. Uh, Be seen um, because um, that's the way God intended us. Absolutely. Yeah. We're we're more than bodies. Absolutely. Yeah. So I didn't prep you for this, Jeanette. So, but this is part of a, so I'm going to use this episode as part of a series called letting go. And talking about different things we need to let go of. What what do you what would capture your story? What what should I title this episode? Letting go of what do you think? Wow. <laughs> Everything. Every- <laughs> Letting go of all of it. <laughs> you know, I think it, more than anything, um I think just being open-handed with life. Just mm. letting go of all expectations mm. of what you think or thought your life would be like. Yeah, and just being open to however it turns out, and trusting mm. God with that. Because I don't know about you, but um, I grew up thinking that you know you're gonna get married by this age, you're gonna have um, a house and two point five kids and a dog <laughs> and a white picket fence and whatever, <laughs> and this is the way your life is gonna look. Mm. And my life has looked nothing. Yeah, like that. yeah, and I can I can say I'm. 44 years old. I've never been married. I'm perfectly okay with that. Mm. Um, if God brought something into my life, first of all, he'd probably have to do work in my heart because <laughs> I don't know if I'd really want to be married at this point. But, <laughs> uh, but it's really letting go of all those expectations and trusting God's plan for your life. Mm. Trusting him with that. Trusting him with your dreams. Mm. That he wants good for you. Yeah, that he knows the desires of your heart, um, and that his timing is perfect. Yeah, um, we have such a, a small vision of what the bigger picture looks like, mm-hmm. and so trusting that there's a bigger picture uh, that he sees and knows. And so, um, but more than that, I think. Um, the last 10 years or so, um, the idea of just letting go of all control mm-hmm. has, has been a huge one for me. Yeah. And and it goes down to the very basics of mainly letting go of control of my body, mm-hmm. trusting my body, trusting God with my body. Um, so part of my health challenges is I have seizures. Um, there's nothing more out of control mm-hmm. than having seizures um and i often joke like 
Rudy Vitti, who's a control freak, like that's like the worst thing yeah. for somebody who's a control freak. And so but there's so much freedom and letting mm-hmm. go of control, mm-hmm. letting go of your body. Um, and trusting that um, God, God made our bodies. Mm-hmm. God made them perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, he said they were very good. Yeah. He made them. And so trusting that. Now, this side of heaven, yes, there our bodies are going to malfunction. Um, we're going to wear glasses. We're going to do different things. Um, <laughs> They're just, wasting away, right? We're all wasting right, away. <laughs> right. So this side of heaven, I mean, it's, it, our bodies are whatever. But just letting go of um, that control of trying to master your body, mm. um, whether through its weight or appearance or uh, anything. Yeah. Um, just letting go of of your body and surrendering that to God because He He defined you, He authored you, He made you, yeah. and, he, and He said you're very good. Yeah. So, um, I think that would be huge. Yeah, I love that you just said that. I so in the book I'm writing now, I wrote just recently. I wrote like I would sing in church, like I surrender all, but I know full well I did not mean my body. <laughs> And that it was like, okay, I'll go to Africa, God, if that's really what you want me to do. I'll be a missionary, you know, I'll go, I'll go someplace and, you know, okay, I'll do this thing. I'll do this thing. But, oh, you know, Hey God, you don't need to touch like my eating habits or my exercise habits. Like, nah, I surrender all except that. <laughs> right. And then, I mean, just being honest like that, I don't think I was conscious of that, but that was the way I lived for sure. So I really appreciate you, you sharing well, that. I think it's important to think of those things and, and to get honest with those things of like, I will let go of all these things, except yeah. that. Yeah. What are you holding on to in your back pocket? Right. Um, right. That, that you need to cling on to. Yeah. Um, because if we're all honest, we, we do have those things that we feel like we need to hold on to that we can't quite trust God with yet. Yeah. Um, no yeah. matter where you're at, it, you know, you sitting there, me sitting here, with years of recovery behind us, um, there are still things that we're constant work in progress. Absolutely. God is causing heaven to sanctify us and, right. and we do those <laughs> things that bring them into the light. And I'm thankful for people who are willing to sharpen me yeah. um, and help me let go of those things yeah. and trust God with them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, the last thing I would just really have to say is just, then none of us were meant to do this alone. Mm, I love that. And so God wired us for community. And so um, you can't recover alone. Yeah. Um, even if you tell just one person that you're yeah. struggling, starting there. Yeah. You don't have to carry this alone. Yeah. Um, you can reach out to me. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on everything. And so, um, reach out to me. Um, I'll be happy to be a starting place. Um, but you're, you're not meant to be this alone. That's not God's design. And so getting plugged in, whether it's with your church or, um, friends, but, uh, and then maybe ultimately being brave enough to then step into, you know, getting a therapist or other people, um, but tell somebody, yeah. start talking. Um, don't walk in shame and silence and think that this is something that you have to bear by yourself. Yeah. Um, invite somebody into this with you. Um, 
because that's really where it, it all starts. It's just mm -hmm. be real with somebody. And so um, the enemy would love for you to say silent and believe that you're too far gone or too sick or or not sick enough. Yeah. <laughs> that you really Same need page. to be honest with this and, and, yeah. and create so much shame. Mm. And that's not God. Yeah. And so um, I would just say in closing, just find community. Mm. Um, find that one person at least that you can help back to. Yeah. Um, there's so many great resources out there um, that are faith-based. Um and on faith based, uh, depending where you're at in your recovery journey, um, and and in your spiritual life, I mean, there's so many resources um, that you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. So that would yeah, be that's good. Me. Well, Jeanette, thanks so much no for sharing you your here. story. I I love. I I've been thinking. So we met in person. I don't know. Was it like six years ago? seven years ago we had coffee and I've been thinking of you since I started the show but I knew your health was was you were struggling for a while there so I didn't want to burden you with this but caught you busy online I was like I think that girl's ready to talk <laughs> so no I really appreciate I appreciate you taking the time I appreciate you sharing your story and I'm just my prayer is someone listening today. I, I, it's my prayer, but I know it's true. Someone listening today has been blessed by it. So thank you. Thanks thank you so much Thanks for, for doing it. Yeah. yeah. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. today's show blessed you may i ask a huge favor leave a review on your favorite platform seeing your five star reviews is a huge encouragement to me not sure how to do it you can go to compare to who.me slash podcast scroll to the bottom and you'll find all the information and while you're at compare to who.me check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image comparison all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey, do you have the Edify podcast app yet? If not, why not? It's a great place to get Christian podcast. Check it out wherever you get your apps. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute.
Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for working everything out for my good. Help me trust in your perfect plan. Amen. Father, thank you for loving and caring for me. With Christian prayer meditation, you can pray along to prayers based on specific topics. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Christian prayer meditation. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.